Hi, my name is Pete Redden and welcome to The Way I Taught It, next level aviation knowledge in microbursts. So you have a practical exam or check ride approaching soon. You want to be prepared for that exam as best as possible. So where do you start? If you are close to or finishing your private instrument or commercial course and are now just thinking about the exam, well, you're woefully behind. We are suckered into the words flight training and focus mostly on flying the airplane during our training, and this is wrong. The flying portion is only one third of what it takes to be a safe, competent, and professional pilot. It's also the easiest part. Yes, private pilots are professional pilots as well. Dollar signs or a paycheck is not the delineator here. The other two parts are the ground training that is required by Part 61 or 141 and the administrative piece to ensure that all training is documented, endorsed, and written test results are in your hand and a thorough understanding of the aircraft's maintenance history you will be using for the exam is covered. On day one of your training, your flight instructor should sit down with you and introduce you to the Airman Certification Standards. This is not just a, here's a book, read it, get back to me with questions. This is a dedicated ground lesson to review what I call the accountability document. The ACS sets not only the standard, but also the expectations that you have as a pilot and should be trained to by your instructor and tested to by the designated pilot examiner. You and your instructor must dig into this book deeply to understand the demands of the exam. Do not mistake this as teaching the test or teaching to the test. That occurs when the instructor is familiar enough with the DPE to the point the instructor only teaches what the DPE covers out of the ACS versus teaching to everything that is in the ACS. Those are two separate and different paradigms. Normally, the core of the ground portion of the exam is going to be comprised of knowledge elements from the pre-flight preparation, pre-flight procedures, navigation, emergency procedures, and night operation sections. You'll also see systems knowledge tested here and potentially human factors. If you're a commercial pilot candidate, throw in high altitude operations as well. You can find all these topics in the table of contents, then the associated sub-elements of each task. Repeat the review for flying portions as well. Read it for yourself, cover to cover. Make sure you're reading each individual page cover to cover. The preamble and the postamble information that kind of is the bread around the meat of the ACS also has a lot of information in there about the type of aircraft you can use, about what's expected for safety considerations while you fly with a DPE. There's an, just an enormous amount of information in the Airman Certification Standards that you should know when you start day one of your flying training. If your instructor's teaching does not include dedicated ground lessons to the level of detail demanded by the ACS for knowledge, you may not be completely prepared for your exam. If you have aviation career aspirations, those may be jeopardized early on without this dedicated ground training piece. So you are all ready to take your exam. You have thoroughly read through the ACS, cover to cover, and realize it spells out the exam for you to a point in which you could develop your own plan as the PIC to accomplish it once the scenario is received from the DPE. So let's get this thing scheduled. Each DPE will have some basic information requests to schedule the exam. This exam request goes into a separate website the DPE has access to separate from IACRA. We will have to generate a post-activity report as well in this system. Traveling to a DPE for an exam is not out of the norm and is very ordinary. 
This allows the DPE to efficiently schedule as many exams as possible, helping the community overall to be more efficient in completing flight training. Here's the bottom line. We all need 1,500 or 1,250 or 1,000 hours to get to an ATP certificate. So flying those extra couple of hours is just that much more ink in your logbook. Find a DPE that schedules only applicants that are written test, training, and endorsed complete. If you do this, you will most likely only week wait a week or two for your exam. Most examiners that are booked 90 to 120 days in the future are usually booking applicants that have either just started training and are reserving spots for large flight schools knowing that they will produce an applicant in the future for that day. Some DPEs are willing to travel but expect to compensate them for their travel time. In my personal opinion, we don't have a lack of DPEs in numbers. We have a lack of an efficient and effective way to schedule DPEs across the country. Trust me. The aviation industry is addressing this. So you're all scheduled up. Now you receive your scenario from the DPE to accomplish the flight planning and address all the issues that may arise during the planning. Make a complete plan. Address all issues that you see as a possible barrier to the success of the flight. Remember, this is an exam. The examiner is expecting you to find issues and address them as the pilot in command. They may even put those Easter eggs in the scenario to make you look for them and see if you understand what is occurring in the scenario. Get into the ACS and look for what is required for the exam with regards to flight planning. Look at section one or section I of the ACS. Fold all these items into your flight planning. Take notes, make photocopies, have scans available to support your decisions. Be able to discuss your route in detail, all the airspace, why you chose the altitude, why you chose the route, where are you going to go if you have an emergency along your route. Once you have all this data, organize it. It can be a neat pile of paper with a paper clip. It can be digital or it could be in a binder or a folder. Even better, if, it's, if you think it's best for you, make a copy for the DPE to have and be able to follow along with you as you go through your pile of paper. There's nothing better than an applicant who acts like a pilot in command from the minute that the exam starts and already knows what's expected of them and provides the data to fulfill those ACS expectations without being asked. The oral portion will go much quicker as well because you are covering multiple topics at the same time. If you've been encouraged to give the minimum or don't elaborate during the oral, we're missing the entire point of what is this is expected. You are there to demonstrate your aviation prowess over the knowledge and judgment of this supposed flight plan that you're going to go fly. Once you get through the flight planning portion, the scenario will begin to revolve around maintenance issues with the airplane. Here you must be very familiar 91213 and the four-step process of dealing with inoperative equipment and how to properly annotate placard and record inoperative equipment. We're going to go into 91205, that is our day and night VFR, IFR equipment lists. And you also have to be very familiar with part 43 as well as part 43 appendix A, preventative maintenance. If you are a commercial pilot applicant, you will want to be familiar with how part 119.1 interfaces with 121, 125, 135 and all the sub regulations that they drive you to how they work together and how you are allowed or what you're allowed to do as a commercial pilot news flash 
The litmus test for illegal charter or commercial operations is not whether you are holding out or not. I have a podcast in the works that discusses this, so check back in the future for that one. Eventually, you will move into weather, and you should expect three scenarios here laid out throughout the test. You will move on to systems. Here, use your POH, your AFM, your PHAC to your advantage. Commercial pilot applicants expect questions about basic pressurization, portable oxygen systems. Refer to the diagrams in the PHAC and your POH on how the system works. This is allowed as long as it is not used as a crutch, but as an aid in your discussion of systems. Eventually, you will move on to human factors, and there is a laundry list that the DPE must pick three to examine you on. Know the list, reference the aeronautical information manual, and the PHAC, the Pilot's Handbook of Aeronautical Knowledge, for this information. Next may be the system malfunctions. Be ready to reference your checklist, your POH, AFM, amplified procedures, and your school's SOPs, the standard operating procedures. Ensure you understand why your school's SOPs may be different from the POH or AFM if they are. Newsflash, very rarely are they gonna be different. They should be supportive. And bottom line, the POH, the checklist, and the amplified procedures in the POH will always take precedence over the SOPs. So make sure you know what those all are and know how they work together. From there, you'll head off to fly, and that is where your planning should come in. Anticipate in your planning about where in time and space you will do your maneuvers. Maybe have all the local VOR frequencies and the airport frequencies organized on one sheet of paper that you can reference if you need them in a moment's notice. Maybe all the VORs within a 50 nautical mile radius. Maybe all the airports in a 20 nautical mile radius of your route of flight. The flight portion preparation is the same as the ground portion. Get in the ACS and know what is expected of you. Don't just take someone's word for it. See for yourself, read for yourself. Good luck. Well, if you're well prepared, you won't need that much luck. Again, I'm Pete Redden, and that's another episode of The Way I Taught It. Thank you for finding this podcast worthy of inclusion in your study of aviation. Please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If not, please leave feedback on how we can improve this podcast and associated less than five-star review. Until next time, fly safe, fly smart. That's the way I taught it. Episode references. Yep, you guessed it. The Airman Certification Standards.